Welcome to We Call It Soccer, a podcast by two United fans. I'm Caleb. Notch is on assignment. I'm Colin. This week, Minnesota United reached their quota of ways to get a point. Zlatan Ibrahimovic reaches his quota of ways to get sent off. And we reach our quota of ways to question what the fuck is going on in NPSL North. What is your best cultural discovery lately? My best new to you or new to... New to you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, probably the band The Taxpayers. They're kind of like a folk bunch band akin to AJJ, but also with uh, kind of the same talking to that Kate has. Kind of like that. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, a little bit of harmonica in there. It's, yeah. It's nice. Yeah, there's there's almost like a little bit of a jazz jumpiness to it. Yeah. Something like that. Uh, the Windows Break is probably my favorite song by them. It's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Um, what about you? I got to go with Martha. Um, another oh, yeah. band. We saw them. Live. Yes. Yeah, we did. Uh, with Jeff Rosenstock. Um, probably our, our mutual favorite. Yeah. In terms definitely. of like. Jeff where, where he ranks. Yeah, know. we we overlap a lot with the music taste. Jeff Rosenstock, Gaslight, Against Me, all yeah, those other yeah. bands. But yeah, besides Jeff Rosenstock, and Martha was one of the openers, and they were, yeah. they were great. Yeah, fantastic four-piece. I kind of think of them as like if if like a dream pop-punky sort of like jangly band um, had the politics of crass... <laughs> And also um, had the lived experience of being young and in, um, I think, all over the place, different spots on the um, LGBTQ mm-hmm. experience yeah. levels. It, it Fantastic music. Bubbled in my bloodstream has been just like running in my head for the last week or so. And they're from the UK, which you will get as soon as you just know oh their songs. Oh my god, yes. Unlike Adele, they didn't they sing with their accents. And it is they are thick. Caleb, um, did you realize what town they're from in England? I don't. What? It is called Pity Me. <laughs> I'm dead serious. <laughs> the town is called Pity well, Me, time, England. Now the time yeah. the music they sing is makes a lot of sense. Yes, yes, <laughs> very, very, uh, very much emotionally vulnerable, and uh, like apparently, Pity Me has a huge like crust punk scene. Oh, interesting. Like a, a notable amount of bands have come from there that have like this really like DIY ethos and all that, and. Martha, I think, have probably been the best of the bunch. Fantastic. Uh, you, the more you know. You might notice that our usual co-host, Notch, is not here. He's currently in Europe filming his parts for Crank 3, the Jason Statham vehicle. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> yeah. Don't know what he's going to be playing in that, but it should be fun when that comes out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there's a reason that we uh, talked about musical things without him around. I'm yeah. just going to say that much. <laughs> but, uh, no... I think it's like some sort of school trip or something like that. No, but... it's definitely Crank 3 and nothing else that makes okay. sense. Okay, fine. Uh, we will be coming up with brand new ideas as to why Notch is gone in the interim here. Um, so we are going to try and figure out how to soldier on without him um, in this next segment that we call 
Loon. Oh, oh. oh shit. It's Damn actually it. called uh, United Passions. Future in United Passions, we talked about the United we're most passionate about, which is Minnesota United. And is it Colin? Some... Yes. Okay. Yeah, come on, man. Fine. Wow. Okay. Anyway, uh, Minnesota played Kansas City at home, and apparently, when you end the ninety minutes and your stores are the same, the game ends, which we haven't seen at all from Minnesota this year. Wait, does anyone get a point after that? <laughs> Just one point. Which so, is, is fair, so I guess. I mean, Does the referee decide like which team is better and just assigns the point to them? I think that's for us to decide. And Kansas City was better in this game. Aw, oh, man. Minnesota United <laughs> didn't get a point again. No. Jesus <laughs> Christ. But so share the points with Kansas City. Kansas City, who is still top of the West. And um, it, they were better, but probably a fair result was the draw. Uh, I think a fair result would have been a Kansas City win, just given the amount of chances they had. I, I a think lot of quality chances. Yeah, it, it was a mix of poor quality and then also just poor quality by Kansas City yeah. on them. Um, but it, Minnesota did well enough to get a draw out of this game. Yeah, and they were unlucky in the beginning. Uh, Ramirez was called um, offsides after putting the after putting the ball in the net. And he was a step, maybe a yeah. half a step offside. It was just unlucky. It, it was close enough. Like, it was far enough that you could tell. Yeah. But it, it was, was close, close enough. enough. Like, you just wanted the AR to miss it. I know. <laughs> but, I mean, good call by the AR. I was definitely not very happy about the call when I was watching the game in the stadium. Um, but, of course, Minnesota just goals early, so why wouldn't we do it again in this game? Kyrie Shelton, who had the most shots... With no goals in MLS, with the most expected goals in that time, of course, scores against Minnesota on a corner, no less. And guess who he was defended by? Uh, uh, yeah, Calvo didn't do the best job defending, but it, it's hard to blame him for that one. Yeah, I mean, Kyrie Shelton's four inches taller than mm. Calvo is. Um, yeah. Calvo let him in both goal side and ball side yeah. so it's you got to pick one or the other to just muscle him out and get some leverage it was a good cross and it was a very good header it's gotta be hard being a 5-11 center back maybe move to the midfield perhaps but anyway uh Quintero equalizes in the 20th minute yeah Miguel Ibarra has been just on blinding form he's yeah just creating goals like crazy the purple list of purple patches for that man uh fitting yeah yeah yeah, I guess so. Yeah, um, just he had a few crosses in here that were like it's like he was dialing in. He had one to Christian that was just off. He had one that went straight to Mil- um, uh, Timilia, and then one just fell right to Quintero, who was being marked by Elias Sanchez, but apparently just like got Sanchez was like, ah, he's yeah. five five on a good day. <laughs> he's 5'5 five five after he's done every single possible backstretch ever. Yeah, so he just a header in our goal. Milia mm. saves it, but the ball bounces right back to Tintero's thigh, knee area. Uh, thigh. Oh. I, I believe it would be upper thigh. And right into the onion bag. 
As Stop it, Tommy Smythe. I, I mean, I I did the metaphor. I'm just, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you you haven't lived, listeners, you heard that's another dupe into the onion bag. That's a sentence a grown man said. Says on TV, often <laughs> on TV, no less. And he was also like the voice of my soccer childhood because it, it was Tommy Smythe doing color commentary for Champions League games back mm-hmm. in like oh five oh six when I was getting into the game, and now I have to listen to him saying that's an old dupe in the onion bag and like in a thick Scottish bro or Irish Irish, bro. Irish. yeah. yeah it, I, I don't want to claim him. That's why I said Scottish. <laughs> anyway. It's too bad. Yeah, but we digress. After um, the 20th minute, not a whole lot. Uh, Johnny Russell had a, a pretty good, good volley on goal. Shuttleworth saves well over the bar. Uh, Shuttleworth earning his third straight Team of the Week appearance for MLS. Yeah, excellent um, work by him. Yeah. Um, Kansas City made kind of a surprising move in taking Jimmy Madranda right. off in the 36th minute uh, for Seth Sinovic. Miguel Ibarra was basically turning Jimmy Madranda into Igor Julio. Who I don't think is playing anywhere at the moment. As far as I know, he does not have a team. That's how thoroughly Miguel Ibarra humiliated him. Um, But credit to Vermees, he had seen this before. He had seen what happens when you just let Miguel Ibarra run all over the place. And he did something about it. He brought on a very defensive-minded left back just to mark him out of existence. Yeah, and, and it worked. Um, yeah. Sinovich is much more defensive-minded. Um, they sort of intensely lost that attacking edge on that side, but they made up for it with uh, kind of neutralizing Ibarra. Yeah. Um, we couldn't find the way through, really. Either the play was usually dead after Gomez touched the ball. He did not have a good game. To say the least. Yeah. Um, um, if you like long shots that shouldn't have been shot. Or passes to nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, it's it's his, what, his third game? Fourth game? Something like that. Fourth, and I this think. is his first, first consistent football in over a year. Yeah. So, um, sorry, soccer. We call it soccer here. Um, so, hopefully, he can kind of regain form um and he and Tintero can get on the same page because there's a lot of times where he just looked out of sorts on the left wing there um so so much so do is taken off by uh Heath and we saw uh, Abu Dhanladi back for the first time since hey welcome to the yeah um decent I thought he played well as a winger um played well defensively as a winger which I thought was new yeah it's not necessarily in his game to do that um, a couple of good tackles. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I will say this. Abu showed in this game that I don't I don't know if he has a position right now. Because he's very much in between having the tools to be a successful winger and having the positional awareness solely at center forward. And even at that, it's something where you need a specific tactic to unleash him. I th- I think his his true position in the in MLS will be as a, a winger. Um I just think he needs to work on his runs. I think he can be that guy, that winger or that player who runs in the bots late and cleans up 
after a missed cross or a deflection and just puts it away. He's shown that deadly touch. He can score from either side of the box. Uh, we've seen last year against uh, Atlanta and against Montreal. Um, he can score from anywhere on the pitch. Doesn't need to be right in the middle. And we need to have Christian out there because he's a fulcrum of our offense right now. Right. Yeah. Uh, at the top there. Uh, him, Absolutely. And him and Tintero. That chemistry is only building, and it looks so good when it nets. <laughs> it looks amazing when it works. Um, also, uh, just side note here, Igor Juliao uh, plays for a team in the Slovakian second division. I Sounds think, about right. Yeah, I think that's actually the league that Maximiano was in before he uh, oh, went yeah. back to Fluminense. Oh, so. Yeah. So, the more you know. <laughs> Maximiano actually played in this game, and that dude's a fucking bulldozer. He got a card within four minutes. Yeah, it was real And quick. it was perfect. Oh, yeah. And... Like, that's exactly what you want him <laughs> to do. So long as he stays on the field, I think... He... Yeah, I, he's definitely you want... a, a guy I worry about getting a red card. Yeah. <laughs> he is very physical, but that's something that we've been missing in the midfield. Uh, Schuler is physical ish but not as yeah as maximiano is yeah uh, and, and maximiano is definitely built to be physical as opposed to it, schuler's definitely it, you know he's he's not a strapping lad no so um a couple no. of quick loons notes um francisco calvo made his uh it wasn't necessarily his first appearance as a midfielder it was his first appearance where he at least had a center back that was in his spot behind him when Brent <laughs> Coleman came on. Right. Um, Calvo showed a, a couple of good movement sort of things that you want to see out of a yeah defensive midfielder, and, but and, did he honestly show himself to be a six? Not a traditional six, no. But his his uh his strength is that distribution from the back. And he can play those lawn balls that can get, break winners free. Um, we saw that pirouette he had. He has some still moves on the ball they didn't pull out. Um, I feel like to get the most out of his talent would be to play him in the midfield, have Coleman and uh, Botchall behind him. Botchall has been playing very well. I also should note that Miller and uh, Jerry – Kind of just neutralized Johnny Russell and Daniel Shalloway. Yeah, I was very concerned about the wings for Kansas City. They forced a lot of long shots and not a whole lot else. Yeah. Um, um, back to Calvo as midfielder. The experiment might not be viable since he's only here for more weeks for the World Cup. I don't know if Inchi's that ambitious to start him there on a day in his last game for the Tulk Club I'm for a while. I'm just going to throw this out there. No, yeah, he's probably not. not. Probably not. Um, not at I, all. I wish he would be because he definitely showed some sparks there. And that he can play defense better there. We have another aerial threat to kind of clear balls out of the box. with Brent Coleman behind him. And he can join the attack and not leave us so weak at the back. A couple of ex-loons notes uh, before we move on. Uh, both Brandon Allen, who apparently actually does exist. I still don't believe it. I, I understand why you don't. I'm I'm questioning it as well. Uh, but also Ish Jome um, announced as uh, signing for Nashville SC in uh, USL, joining up with Justin Davis. Uh, good for them. Um, glad they found a home. I thought Ish Jome, I think you and I both thought that he would 
find a spot before the season started, but better late than never. Yeah, it was a surprise for me that he didn't. USL, I think, is the best spot for him to find a position if it's left back, if it's left wing. Yeah. I think either of them, he, he can develop into at least a serviceable pro in U.S. Yeah, maybe a rotation MLS person in the future, but he definitely needs that playing time that he wasn't going to get with Minnesota. Bingo. Um, so let us move on to our next segment. It's the top step. In the top step, we covered the latest news from America's D1 leagues, Major League Soccer, and NWSL. Caleb, what do we got to start out? We got a 2-2 draw for Vancouver and San Jose. This was a midweek game. Um, Vancouver really should have won this. San Jose was very lucky. Um San Jose being lucky to get a point? What? <laughs> uh, Yuri Arena is definitely the man of the match for this one with an assist on the chair's opener and then the goal late to equalize for Vancouver. He's been very good this year. Yeah. Um, definitely go check out Nick Lima. Um, he had a fantastic whipped goal um, for San Jose's second. Um, Danny Hosen as well somehow was not actually <laughs> onside but did not get called for it because <laughs> I don't reasons. know. He was even with Kendall Waston, you know, a half second before the ball was kicked. He was past it when the him when the ball was kicked. I don't understand that it was with the VAR and they still called it onside. I don't understand how that wasn't obviously offside. He was offside. It, it, yeah. But sounds there in the points. Vancouver in the points. Good for them, I guess. Yeah, cool. Um, (laughs) Toronto FC get a, I don't necessarily know if it's a huge win given that they're secretly a very, very ridiculously good team. But Orlando is also a a good team coming off a six game. They They lost to Atlanta. who's one of the best teams in the East might be the best team in the East. I have to check that, but, um, we'll check that later. Yeah. We'll check that at the break. Uh, then, I mean, Toronto is definitely one of the better teams on the roster, but they haven't been performing lately. They need the, they need the points, and they got them from uh, Jay Chapman, who definitely owes a Tosin Ricketts dinner, maybe a six-pack, something like that. I mean, that's going to be a Unibrew six-pack instead of a Molson six-pack. No, absolutely. The... No Molsons, no uh, Labats. I'll at least drink a Labats. Really? Be Over Molsons? Yeah. Trying to think back to my terrible college drinking days. I try yeah, not probably, to. Yeah, probably Labatt's over Molson's. Yeah. But like PBO, PBR overall. I mean, I mean as, it was like a 20- as soon as the boycott ends, <laughs> Miller High Life overall. Oh, yeah. Miller High Life, fair underrated. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's actually a decent beer. Anywho, um, but yeah, uh, Jay Chapman cleaned up a shot off the bar for Tucson, or off the post for Tucson Ricketts. Uh, Christian Higuita, um is the beneficiary of a very good dribble by Elmanir, as well as a v- not that good dive by Chris Mueller. That's a very diplomatic way of saying that. It was a terrible dive. Like, it was a flop and a half. Like it, it, It's very lucky that Higita ended up scoring because had that ended up like getting to the ref to be like, hey, was this a penalty? Like, he would have been red carded not out of like <laughs> violent conduct. He would have been red carded out of shame. Yeah. It was definitely like a three point one on the Dom Dwyer diving scale. 
and you would think that he's learning. <laughs> You'd think. I think Don Dwyer, like, that's a, they're going to have some training during training. <laughs> anyway, uh, Ryan Telfer, uh, Toronto native, throw the game winner off a beautiful volley near the end of the game. Uh, great touchline cross from Aro and the youngster with his MLS debut. Is that correct? Yes, indeed. Um, Tim Bezbachenko actually discovered him pretty much playing NPSL level in the uh, Division One Ontario League. And signed him up for Toronto 2 for 2017. Gave him a debut and it's it's remarkable how much hidden talent you can find in some of these lower leagues. Um, you saw it with Brandon By getting a uh, decent boost with his time at Minneapolis City. Um, going back to college for uh, his next season, really breaking out and you know getting a top ten pick in uh, the Super Draft. Yeah, and he's playing There's, regularly for New England. Yeah, so. New York City FC 4-0 win over Colorado Rapids. I, I think this sufficiently answers our question, is Colorado good? And the answer is definitely not. But is Tim Howard good, Colin? Also definitely not. Yeah. Dear Lord, was he bad in this game. <laughs> uh, comedy of errors for Howard in this game. Terrible giveaway by him to allow Via to store on, on Devin Via Day, cause, of course. Um does he score on Rex Manning Day? Yeah, because it's in March, I believe. So if he plays on that day, yeah, yeah. So I mean, it, it's within the season, so it's day. it's feasible that he could score anyway. So. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Joey Burdett draws a big rebound out of Howard, and uh, Mariata heads the ball over the defense and into the net. Just a shambolic play by the Colorado defense here. Um, Matthew Morales would score. Third goal, Howard didn't move. Uh, Dunvio did his brace with the fourth goal for New York City FC. Howard didn't move. But there's good news for Colorado. Maybe. Sort of. Uh, Sam Nicholson got called up to the Scottish national team. Um, good for him. Hopefully he can get that loser stink off of him that he has gotten since he's been in Colorado. Uh, let's hope that the same sort of call-up juju happens uh, to Francisco Calvo. Uh, Portland Timbers with a very entertaining 2-1 win over LAFC. Honestly, this was one of my favorite games that I've seen in MLS recently. Just as a neutral, it was a very fun game to watch. Yeah, uh, Fernando Adi absolutely fucking nailed that crossbar. Like, it owed him money or something. It was just... Like, I'm pretty sure that crossbar's given his sister syphilis. Moving on. <laughs> Nito Valeri's free kick. That worked the first four times we tried this. Yeah, hashtag technical difficulties for this podcast, too. <laughs> we'll talk about that in a later segment. <laughs> uh, Valeri got a free kick. Um, that was parried by Tyler Miller, but Christian Paredes was there to convert that rebound into a goal for Portland. But... Their lead wasn't that long-lived. No. Carlos Vela has been scoring these, like, just weird wonder goals where even when the keeper is in perfect position, even when it's close enough that a beat like that shouldn't happen, 
keepers are flummoxed by Vela. Like, if this one was 15 yards out, it flat-footed Jeff Adenella, Loon's legend. He's very good at this. Oh, yeah. This is his uh, first goal out in four games. And what a goal it was. But Portland wasn't done. No. Uh, Samuel Armenteros takes a ball literally from, uh, I I think it was about 25 yards out from the Portland goal. Um, It takes it all the way down the field and then slots it in, promptly runs up to the capo stand over in Timber's Army, gets a yellow card for Which it. Is bullshit. Like, it's, it, like honestly, it, if Let we're... with the fans. Yeah, if there's going to be so many of these calls where it's officials' discretion, like, hey, was this onside or offside because this was deemed to be a actual play on the ball by a defender? Like, if you're going to leave it up to referees to decide those things... Give them the chance to say, you know what, that was a really good fucking celebration. I'm not going to card you for it, even if it says I'm supposed to. <laughs> uh, well worth it, though. And this is actually a club record fifth straight win for Portland. Um, good for Geo. They definitely turned their their season around. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, Vancouver got another 2-2 draw. Yeah, there's a boot for them. Uh, this time against Dallas, away at Dallas. Uh in this game, apparently nothing happened in the first 35 minutes. Just the first highlight was in the 35th minute. Yeah. Uh, thanks, MLS, for telling us that the first 35 minutes were completely unwatchable. Uh, Reggie Cannon did cut in off of the uh, right-back spot for a very nice curler in the 39th minute. Yeah, uh, dead for him. I believe he's a homegrown player from their academy. Uh, yep. Left-back. Uh, and it, I think he's yeah he's a fullback in general. I think he primarily plays right back. But yeah, uh, Mario Diaz could have given him a two goal lead, but instead he just failed spectacularly on his bicycle attack. Such attempts. I I honestly enjoy watching bicycle kick fails more than I enjoy watching bicycle kicks. Luckily for him though, Mario uh, Rudy. Um, Send goal for his fifth game in a row with a goal and assist. He's been on fire recently. Yep, good for him. Um, we all thought that things were going fantastic yeah, for no Dallas at home. at home. Um, and then Anthony Blondell happened. Yeah, Anthony Blondell not, caused chaos. Yeah, not necessarily in specifically causing goals. Um, the first one that he was involved in, he was trying to keep the ball in off of the touchline and kicked it right at the outstretched foot of minor Figueroa. Yeah. I uh, can't really blame him for that one at all, but unfortunate for him. Yeah. Sucks for him for the own goal. And then uh, Blondell was actually the victim of Jimmy Maurer giving kind of a neck shiver when, uh, yeah. it, kind of. A little it, forearm it was, to the neck. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was definitely a foul. It was definitely a penalty. I mean, I don't necessarily know how hard he got hit by it, but it, it was, was definitely a penalty. Yeah, it was yeah, certainly sure. a penalty. Um, Kai Kamara converts for the latest goal in MLS regulation game history. Hundredth minute penalty. And Mar, they did a hand to it too, so he went the right way and everything, and just couldn't keep it out. 
Uh, moving on to New England and Columbus. Columbus with a 1-0 win away from home. Lalas Abubatar with a late game-winning header. Um, best name in MLS? Probably best hair in best MLS, Best hair too. for sure. Um, definitely living up the Lalas side of it. Um, the other note that we have in this game, literally nothing else outside of long shots happened, which is a good thing because Gillette Stadium looked remarkably empty in this game. And I looked for them. Um, so with that, we'll move on to our first break, or only break. I don't know. Not usually does this. We're confused. I um, really hope it's the only break. <laughs> we'll be right back with more Recall Talker after this. And welcome back to We Call It Soccer. Uh, let's get back to these MLS games. Uh, first one that we've got to discuss, Philadelphia 4-1 win against RSL. Yeah, lots of dupes in this one. So many dupes in the old onion bag. <sighs> Just terrible. Um, Philadelphia ran, ran rampant against Salt Lake. Nick Mondo looks silly. Multiple he times. He one but he grabbed Green's one into his own net, and it was called off to an offside call, so he got lucky there. But he got still, so lucky on um, that. It, I honestly don't think it should have been an offside. Like, no. But, uh, it's just awful. Um, Keegan Rosenberry also murdered a post during this game, and then... Um, actually did get himself some redemptive relief. Yeah, stored their last goal from a, a low curler from the outside of the, of the, the box. Um, bad news in Salt Lake. Albert Rusnak has been called to the Slovakian national team, which is a good, good news for him and for the team, but also, as in interviews, has said that he's happy to get out of Salt Lake, citing upper management issues. This apparently is not the first time that people have claimed management issues with salt lake over recent weeks yeah they've definitely underperformed the promise that they came into this season especially given the fact that they looked not quite unstoppable but like they were developing into a very good unit come the end of 2017 the fact that they maintained that core made a couple of veteran additions it's worrisome for it, it RSL. is worrisome uh mike petty for his part has said that everything with between him and rushnack are fine guys they're, they're, they're just fine it's, it's all good no he it's touched other people but it's, it's, it's fine i just you know he's not doing anything but so it's, it's fine. yeah I, I i mean the those those pictures are, are only like kind of blurry yeah when, I, I, when... I mean he, he downloaded transfer market again but it's fine i mean it's, yeah it's, it's not it's, yeah. it's, it's fine yeah <laughs> um uh, speaking of things that are not fine san jose <laughs> Losing 3-1 at home to D.C. United. This makes the loss last week look that much worse for Minnesota. Um, San Jose Especially because it was the same fucking scoreline. Yeah, uh, D.C. goes up 3-0 fast in the first 35 minutes or so. Very uh, fast. Zoltan Stieber scores, opener, and then celebrates the Zoltan hand Zoltan. signal from Dudor's Martar. You know that? American classic. Oh, dear God. Uh, <laughs> Maddox and the Emil Asad store as well for DC. Uh, Jackson Yule 
a Minnesotan uh, player for San Jose. Not a good game in this in this uh, game. Not uh, so good. Couple of turnovers that led to goals. We'll say this though. Danny Husen has been sneaky good for a terrible team. Yeah. Uh, he started with with he started with his play, and this one had his initial shot saved. Initial shot saved. Uh, 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 okay. It's been a long night, guys. We've had to record <laughs> this part. Like we've finally gotten to the point where we're not re-recording. Things. Yeah, it's 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 been a. <laughs> oh god. Uh, anyway, Hosen stood. He scored, converted after, off his own rebound. Um, surrounded by four defenders by DC. Moving on to next game, Chicago two, Houston three. Yeah, um, Houston Dynamo wearing um, some never forget Santa Fe shirts off the team bus. Um, I I hate to beleaguer this point more than it has but um the fact that teams need to keep wearing t-shirts saying never forget this terrible tragedy that's happened to our cities because because of the prevalence of guns um good on them for showing support but we really need to do something I mean, I agree with you, but can I just sleep first and then we can do something? I'm very tired. Yeah. Let's let's talk about this game. Yeah. (laughs) All of this is exhausting. Um, (laughs) So, Rommel Kyoto scores the opener fourth minute in surly time. Good for them. Um, Manny Nikolic, though, I don't feel like we've talked that much about him this year. He's he's gotten a good amount of goals, but it's, it's just been... Hasn't been at that pace that he had last year. Right. Um, but he is on the score sheet in this one. And then scores in the 15th minute. This is important because Dano Campos gives the fire lead in the 16th minute. Uh, two quick goals for Chicago and Houston was looking like they were all out of sorts. Um, until uh, Marwin Otis was taken down by the bo- in the box by Richard Sanchez. Um, I almost said Richard Spencer there. Not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> not exactly the same person. No, Caleb. not at all. Oh, geez, it's been uh, it's been a time, listeners. Uh, Albert, Al- Albert Elise, towards PK, and then we'll score the game winner. Seventieth minute, uh, dubbed Albert Killer Elise by the Univision Deportes announcers. No, he's Black Panther. He does like the Panther prowling. He put on a Black Panther uh, mask last year when we started against us. Like, but. Before the movie came out. I mean, in their defense, after he scores, he does rear back and saying, All these goals that I have scored. Yeah, yeah. And that's totally true. <laughs> Let's move on to my favorite game of the week, not involved in Minnesota United. Uh, Atlanta United 1, New York Red Bull 3. If you want to feel parched and... Actually, you need a lot of more water. Check out the salt that's going on at Atlanta United subreddit. Do you have hypotension? <laughs> I would suggest that you go and just let that sink in. Um, so Zico Barco runs through to get a deflection for the opener. Yeah, it's a goal. Yeah, it's fine. fine. Um, Joseph Martinez gets a goal called off on VAR after he clipped Tim Parker on the way in. Was that the correct call? It's it's soft for me. Really? I think it's a little bit soft. But 
I think he. I've seen a tall ball. Yes, I think he uh, clipped him in the back of the leg and knocked him over, and then was able to take advantage for a goal. No, I think with VAR, it was definitely the right call that was given at the end. But I've seen it. I when they went to VAR, I didn't know that they would overturn it. Watching it again, I thought it would be fifty-fifty. Yeah, I understand that. Um, Miles Robinson drags down BWP. Fairly obvious penalty. Yeah, clear penalty. Uh, Royer goes right on the middle. Um, cheatily for neutralizer before halftime. But then the second half piece happens. Yeah. I mean, it, it seems to happen every single game for New York Rebels this year. Bradley Wright Phillips does amazing things. Um, some very frightening scenes came after those, however. Uh, Kamar Lawrence we couldn't really tell what happened during the play. Um, it turned out that it was some sort of neck head injury. Um, but the result of it was that he was seemingly unconscious for five plus minutes. Mm -hmm. Uh, it took about 10 minutes to get him stretchered off of the field. Um, Jesse March came over with, um, some very reassuring words, emotions for him. Yeah, it's a touching moment. Um, luckily for, I guess, all of us in soccer media and for Tamar Lawrence, all the tests that, that he had was ne were negative and returned with the head trainer back to New Jersey. Um, so good for him. He should be back in action hopefully sooner rather than if it was a very serious injury. Right. Um, Montreal then faced up against LA Galaxy on some sort of weird Canadian holiday that we can't quite figure out what. Happy Victoria Day. If your name is Victoria and you live in Canada, congratulations. Yeah. I, I think. Yeah. Happy, uh, do you get like a six-pack of Tim Hortons? I think so. I hope so. And then you also get some moose jerky. I can't imagine moose jerky would be that good. Elk jerky? Okay, that would be yeah, fun. Okay. Um, so <laughs> Zlatan gets sent off in the 41st minute. Um, Michael Petrasso stepped on his foot. How would you Ow. react to that, Colin? Um, if someone stepped on your foot with cleats during a soccer match? I would probably raise that foot in pain, start grabbing it, and being like, Ow! This hurts. Why did he step on me? That's actually a very good um, reaction to that. Probably yeah. a correct reaction. Zlatan <laughs> reacted by uh, judo chopping <laughs> Pachasso in the back of the head. And then falling over in pain, clutching his foot. Like, there was like a <laughs> second in between where Pachasso was like, Ow, you just hit me in the face. What the fuck, man? And <laughs> like, then... He, he couldn't believe it. Like, yeah. And then Zlatan falls over. Right, so, rightfully sent off. Uh, Protester had a yellow card for his efforts. Yeah. Um, I I just want to retract that yellow card for Petrasso. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, the guy like, hit in the back of the head. He, like, didn't benefit of the doubt there. Yeah, seriously, but man. Even though Montreal was up a man for a little over a half, Old Kamara the game winner for L.A. De galaxy in the seventh fifth minute just a great individual effort by him dribbling around two defenders and then finishing are are it's, you sure it's not that montreal are just bad at soccer no it's also that 
Okay. But I also think that Ola Tamara is very good at soccer. Yeah, he is also good. But um, following the game, Joey Saputo had some interesting comments saying that nobody is not for sale. Um, you know who counts in that? Nacho Piatti. Yeah, their best player. Definitely one of the more underrated players in MLS. Even though he's probably in the top 10 for yeah. sure. Everybody rates him in the top 10, and he is underrated. That's how good he is. <laughs> um, so, this is our next opponent, Montreal, uh, this Saturday. Uh, a win against a very bad team. Stop if you're a must-win game at home. It's a very bad team. Stop if you've heard this one before, Colin. Yeah, we're yeah, fucked. Move on. <laughs> and you saw now, uh, Utah Royals got a 1-0 win at home versus the Houston Dash. Yep. Amy Rodriguez gets brought down the box in the 37th. Uh, Diana Matheson tries to take the PK, but, man, it was terrible. It was Straight not good. Straight at the keeper, unfortunately for her. Um, Erica Turnack, or Termack gets uh, the winner in the 51st minute. That just really felt like a like slow-motion cross from It reminded me of uh, Ibsen's goal against Houston. Yeah, like, that very was, much. That entire play was in slow yeah. motion, and so was this goal. Yeah. So, um, good for Termac, good for Utah, second win on the year. Washington Spirit gets a 1-0 defeat at home against the Thorns. Emily Carpenter earned a score in NWSL history with her winner, and somehow, somehow, Andy Sullivan didn't get called for uh, Dodgeso in the re- for Dodgeso Red in the 61st. It was in the box. Clear penalty from... Where we were sitting. Yeah. Clear penalty from, I believe, the Washington Spirit's own announcers. Yeah. That's how bad it was. Um, Sky Blues lose 2-1 to one against North Carolina Courage. Do we need to start figuring out, like, I think it's 28-28 undefeated. 28-28, I say. 28-28 undefeated, playing football the Courage way. Yeah, it it is. They are just running rampant. Um, Sky Blues did have a chance to tie in this game, um, but Carly Lloyd saw her uh, PK saved, and then the rebounds also saved by uh, Courage goalkeeper Taylor Rowland. Yep. Um, Carly Lloyd did have a very nice uh, free kick that got NWSL goal of the week um, in stoppage cool. time. Yeah, very nice. Um, nil-nil draw between um, Seattle and Chicago. Uh, a lot of very good last gasps depend, yeah. or defending in both ends. Um, let's move on to our next segment. Let's get low. Get low, get low. Let's get low and get to our wrap-up of the lower leagues in the United States. First up, U.S. Open Cup Tons of cup sets on Wednesday night. Yeah, uh, Miami United three uh, one away to Miami FC. Miami FC, the last year's darlings, out of the tournament this year. I got to be honest, they're not I, the same team. No, no, they're they're really not. Um, Jacksonville Armada, however, definitely have the same sort of bones from the yeah. NASL. Um, they get a one nil win over Tampa Bay Rowdies. Something that was so bad that Stuart Campbell, the coach of Tampa Bay, got fired a couple of days afterwards. Uh, he was replaced with uh, center back for the Tampa Bay Rowdies, Neil Collins, uh, moving on as a player to coach them. Uh, they would end up tying their his first game 2-2 against uh, Pittsburgh. 
good for uh, them. Um, North Texas Riados, um, who I believe are like a Monterey fan club team. I don't believe that team is real. I believe you made them up. They won <laughs> 5-2 against the Oklahoma City Energy. Uh, FC Wichita, 4-3 over Tulsa Roughnecks. Um, Charlotte Independence lost 3-1 to Ocean City Nor'easters, um, who ended up actually losing tonight to... Uh, fellow North Carolinians, uh, North Carolina FC. Um, Indy 11 lost 1-0 away to Mississippi Brilla, which I, apparently is a team. Yeah, I still don't believe you. Uh, Orange County FC upset by Golden State Force 4-2. Sporting Arizona beat Phoenix Rising on penalties 5-4. And this did led... Drogba play? I don't believe he did. There we go. More importantly, though, this led me to really question to myself, would I be a Phoenix Rising fan because they're based in Scottsdale, or would I be a Sporting Arizona fan because they're based in Gilbert? Because I lived in both Tempe and Mesa, which straddle the borders of both cities in ways that I don't know who I would root for in that game. Well, in an alternate universe... You're rooting for one of them. I don't know, man. I don't Fucking know. Didier Drogba. I'm going to Sporting <laughs> Arizona. Cool. Uh, to USL now. Uh, Cincinnati beat uh, North Carolina. Texas Ranger. 4-1. to That's me, Abadawi. Gets a first half brace against his old club. Just a fantastic goals by him. Yeah. Excellent work. Um, Emmanuel Ledesma, uh, former of the New York Cosmos, a goal in three assists. That's pretty good. Fantastic by him. Um, Portland Timbers 2, 7-3 win over um, LA Galaxy 2. And yet, all that USL Twitter is talking about is Efren Alvarez. He's 15 years old. He scored his fifth and his sixth goals in three games against adults. Yeah. What? Yeah. Um, and he's going to be dead. Yeah. Um, although he also potentially might be one of the generation who uh, the Mexican national team has already claimed. No. It's kind of questionable about that. Um, some notes from USL D3. Um, there was some chatter about a month ago about um, job postings coming up surrounding a uh, Madison, Wisconsin team. Um if you applied on ZipRecruiter, I'm sorry. Um, Peter Wilt apparently got that job. He has become the managing director of that team. Um, they will be starting up in 2019. And as a result, he's also left his role with um, NISA, the competing third division. Yeah, not good news for NISA. Just, just going to throw this out there. I already thought that Nisa wasn't going to exist with with Peter Wilt involved. Yeah, not yeah. for them at all. Uh, moving on to NPSL North. Uh, you were there for both of these games, right? I was indeed. Uh, VSLT beats uh, Sioux Falls Thunder 1-0 in midweek action. Boris Zaraguro, interesting story. He's a player from Ecuador, uh, 27 years old. Basically came over to kind of sharpen his skills to help his team um, reach potential 
promotion next year. Um, he had a fantastic free kick in the 70th minute. Um, and then Minneapolis City beat Dakota Fusion 5-0. It, it was more of an... It was less of a Dakota Fusion side and more of an Elsie Aris meltdown side. <laughs> like, uh, they did not show up to play. Minneapolis City very well took advantage. Whitney Brown with a hat trick. The first hat trick in Minneapolis City history. At least That's not, what they said. At right? least not against Elsie Aris. Right. They had to correct that because <laughs> they were like, oh, wait, that, that happened, but also... <laughs> Yeah, that that's that really count though. I don't think it really counts. Uh, let's move on to our next segment. This is the only dream. National discuss the latest on the U.S. Uh, U.S. men's national team roster or U.S. young men's national team roster announced for friendly against Bolivia. Average age twenty two years two hundred eighty six days. I feel like this team is ready to take over the Swiss Super League. <laughs> oh yeah, it's, they'd be really good in the Swiss Super League. Well, no, the fact that the team that won this year is Young Boys. I don't know that. I should. I'm not going to learn this Swiss soccer league. I don't care. Jerry much. is going to be very mad at you. He's um, here now. I'm. I, he's here now. Yeah. He's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> FC Lutzeren got third in the league. Cool. Oh, poor that. Um, seven players that got called up have zero caps. Um, Total of 105. Among those other, f- I'm doing math. Mad 15 players. Yeah, called up. Um, basically, if you haven't heard of these players yet, it's because you don't follow the right Twitter accounts. Yeah, like seriously, I don't blame you. Um, Sarah Chan is expected to kind of switch things up for their two game friendly bit in Europe. So yeah, against um, Ireland and guard. France. So Yay. that's cool. <laughs> uh, let's move into our next segment. The Stiff Upper Leagues. What are you doing in England? Mind your own business. In the Stiff Upper Leagues, we're going to turn our noses at the pedestrian soccer and follow football from its traditional home of England. And speaking of being traditional and English, Harry Kane gets named captain of the England squad for the World Cup. And he also said that they can win their World Cup, which is like probably the right thing to say in his position, but also arguably very wrong just gonna throw this out there if your captain is spurs or is from spurs and he says we're gonna win chances are things are gonna go spursy um fa cup final uh chelsea wins one nil against manchester united um eden hazard gets taken down in the box by noted guy who got called up to the world cup squad phil jones is this foreshadowing world cup Belgium I and England do play each so. other in the group stages. Aiden Hazard converts the penalty, yeah. so... Um, I think we'll see a very similar version of this in the near future. Yeah. Um, if you did not see Jose Mourinho's comments... Oh. oh if you thought Atlanta fans were salty... <laughs> he is less aware of his actions than Kanye West. That's saying something. That that's both saying something and probably accurate. wrong. <laughs> no, it's accurate. Uh, Carlos Cavajal resigns as the Swansea manager. Uh, Sam Allardyce out as Everton manager. Marco Silva expected to replace with a long term deal with the blue side of Liverpool. Um, David Moyes is out with West Ham. They hired Manuel Pellegrini. 
And Stoke City Fire Paul Clement appointed Gary Rowett and West Brom to the delight of everyone who watched it premiered this season will keep Darren Moore on as their manager. Yeah, um, but good job with well. First off, good job with West Brom. They figure out a way to be invincible in the championship. Um, Unai Emery has announced himself as manager <laughs> of Arsenal. Now, here's the question, Caleb: If I do the same on this podcast, will I be the manager of Arsenal? We have just enough of a shot. It's his word against yours. <laughs> I mean. I, I would also be a specialist in failure because the best I could do was winning the Europa League. Yeah, I mean, I would just send send them your uh, full full manager CV and then go from there. I'll just send them my article about Francisco Calvo and just be fine. Yeah. Yeah, I'll be like, stop making fucking mistakes. <laughs> Because that's honestly been the problem with Arsenal. But uh, in all seriousness, uh, Unai Emery, um, recently of PSG, also of uh, Sevilla, Valencia, has uh, loads of Europa League success, not that much Champions League success, but also seems to go about the game the way that I would hope an Arsenal manager would. Apparently, he sends players home with... Very, very detailed video drives. There was one time where... What um, are on those video drives? Here are these scouting. Oscar, tre- Oscar screeners. No. No? No. It's actual scouting. Okay. And he actually quizzes people on them. Oh, jeez. He asked Jeremy Mathieu what he thought of the scouting report for um, whatever player he was supposed to be marking the next game he was like oh yeah i think he's gonna go this way and emery said oh yeah that's cool i gave you an empty zip drive in front of the entire team i am so excited for this (laughs) so (laughs) excited without to move on to our next segment they don't talk soccer in brackets some do where we cover soccer from the rest of the world that we haven't talked about yet um, Atletico Madrid won in the Europa League final 3-0 against Marseille. Is anybody surprised? Not really. Um, yeah, Atletico probably deserved to be in the Champions League knockout stages if they played their, to their potential, but they just went on the Europa and cleaned up. Yeah, so yeah. good for them. Uh, Diego Simeone will do whatever he feels like. Uh, the DFB Pokal... Eintracht Frankfurt beats Bayern 3-1. Yeah, Nico Kovac going to Bayern with a trophy in hand. Against them, no less. Uh, Frankfurt's win not Stuttgart out of Europa League competition, so for next year. Yeah. Sorry, Shane. Sorry, Shane. Maybe Uh, you're listening still. (laughs) Uh, Lucien Favre um, signed to become the next manager of Dortmund. Yeah. Coming from Gladbach? and Nice, he was and Nice East. last year, and two, uh, two years before. Good season with Nice two years ago, kind of mediocre this year. Maybe I don't know. Dortmund definitely needs a new manager. They still are trying to recover from Jurgen Klopp leaving and haven't yet. Uh, Gigi Buffon played his last game with Juventus. Um, doesn't say he's done with football completely yet. Rumors that of PSG and Liverpool swirling, and the hopeful one of Parma swirling. In there as well. 
one of these things is not like the other. Correct. One of these things will not actually be competitive. It, um, Lazio lose 3-2 against Inter. Inter winning the last Champions League spot. Yeah. Uh, I want nothing but pain and losses for Lazio. So, yay. Fuck fascism. Uh, Sporting Lisbon, speaking of fuck fascism, um, their ultras ended up attacking their players. And their coach. And their coach. This this happened five days before they're set to play in the domestic cup final, which they lost to a very lesser team than them. Because they got beat the... They they got beat up. Like, this is like... They got shoved around. The literal shit got beaten out of them. Yeah, they weren't shoved around. They were hit. There's pictures. If you want, want, go look them up. I didn't because I don't want to. But Apparently, there's video out there. Don't watch it because it's incredibly disturbing. But if that's what you do, you know where to find it. There's a lot of players who are refusing to come back. To the team, the coach is probably not going to come back. The owners are under investigation from Portugal, which is just fantastic. This is one of the top three teams perennially in Portugal that could be just dropping like a stone any second now. Just going to throw this out there. Guess who's still there now? Freddie Montero. That's true, yeah. Freddie Noted Montero. guy who is also on the allocation list. <laughs> <laughs> Bastost is on there, too. I mean, Ryan Gauld. Really good young Scottish midfielder. No, I, I'm saying like the allocation list for MLS. Oh, right. No, I'm, I'm just saying that we should look at those players too if they don't, they're not going back to sporting. I mean, shit. I'm sorry, Christian Ramirez, but Bosch Dost with Miguel Ibarra's crosses? Oh. Holy mother of God. <laughs> on that note, we want to just, our next segment, the soccer happening, where Colin dips into the deep, dark corners of the soccer world to bring you the stories that you won't and shouldn't believe. I hate to dip from this well yet again, but um, my most recent article at E Pluribus Lunum details um, everything that went on with the hashtag technical difficulties that Minnesota Twin Stars experienced in being forced to cancel their game against Minneapolis City. Last week, I said that they were too incompetent to actually come up with any sort of conspiracy. Turns out... (laughs) We were wrong. Even Twin Stars disappointed me. Um, Here's what happened. On Wednesday, during the time that they were supposed to have held a game against Minneapolis City. They held practice at a NPSL field where they could have held this game, not only out of the, like, backup field provisions that they have, because, trust me, I looked into that shit. You will find that at E Pluribus Lunum. <laughs> I worked very hard on this. How many red strings did you have on your bulletin board? Oh, Tipping. honestly, it only took three. <laughs> That's how <laughs> fucking stupid this shit was. So, they went to their NPSL sanctioned field and then had practice. During the time that they were supposed to have a game, 
and then expected that people wouldn't be looking into whether or not somebody had that field booked. <laughs> Here's the worst part. Guess what's going to happen to Minnesota Twin Stars? What? Absolutely fucking nothing. But isn't it against NPSL rules? Yes. Oh. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> Again, like... This is one of those situations where the rules very clearly state that if you have a field and you decline to show up and the other team involved says, why are you declining? We don't feel like this is legit. There are very clear penalties, including a $5,000 fine to the league, plus forfeiture of the insurance bond for the team to help pay off any expenses from the other team. Like, it is very literally that if this happens, the other team is supposed to be penalized along with an enforced 3-0 forfeit. That's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. And I wish that I could spell out this conspiracy any further, but according to the MPSL's media and PR director, they will have, quote, no further comment on this. And trust me, I asked them for comments. I told them that this is a fucking story. (laughs) Like, this is me actually being mad during the conspiracy theory section i have no fucking idea why npsl would decide that it's an okay idea to just give a cancellation to a team that decided to cancel because they didn't feel as though their team was good enough that is literally the only explanation that has been conveyed by any responsible party Okay, then. Um, Honestly, it just sounds like a bunch of Bush lead politic bullshit that's going on with MPSL North. Um, Not a a good look for them. And hopefully Minneapolis City will keep the trap out of Minnesota Twin Stars and the June 14th. June 14th is when the game is uh, rescheduled to occur. I would highly recommend that everybody show up and just like during the entire game, go. <laughs> or something similar to echo the technical difficulties that occurred during that time. All right, then. Uh, we should probably wrap up here. I'm at K Olson716 on the Twitter. I'll start for 55.1. Um, I'm also really tired. So, Colin, you go. Um, I'm over at the attachment. Uh, you can find me at e pluribus lunum. I do recommend reading into the story because um, the amount of things that didn't come through are maddening. <laughs> uh, Notch is at at United Fans on Twitter. Um, he'll be back in a couple weeks um, and rejoin us. Until then, it's just us two man in the fort here. Special thanks to Tectonics. For the use of their song, let's listen to their theme music. Check them out on Facebook, Bandcamp, Twitter, all that good shit. Um, with that, we bid you adieu. Have a great rest of your week, guys. We'll see you next week. Feed me with your
Sometimes good night.